Well, hey there, Fieldstone. This is Justin. Uh, just checking in with something we like to do from time to time. And uh, usually we do this maybe at the end of a big series. We like to uh, throw in some details that maybe got left on the cutting room floor for a specific talk or throughout the series. Uh, this particular time, we're doing this podcast a little bit differently because uh, over the course of this, uh, I think it's a 10-week series looking at First and Second Peter, uh, we had an unexpected gap last week. Uh, our family disappeared for a Sunday to go celebrate my dad, who was retiring after 47 years. Retiring is the wrong word. He would never use that word. But we know what he means. He's, he's done with full-time pastoral ministry. So that was, that was cool to be able to do that. Um, and then at the end of this series, uh, there's a couple weeks where we want to get Joe up here. And so we didn't want to screw up with our, screw our calendar too much um, as it came to the later parts of the series. So we thought, all right, well, we've done this before. Let's Let's take the week that we would have missed and do a podcast instead. And, and I think it's a it's a good week, good topic for a different kind of discussion. Um, and so before we get to uh, our, our idea for today, if you haven't been with us, we've been going through 1 Peter. We're going to be getting into 2 Peter in the next couple weeks. But basically saying, hey, salvation is the thing that we celebrate. It's the foundation of what we're doing. And then Peter says, listen, not just are you supposed to experience the salvation of your souls for eternity, but you got to get serious here on this planet. You have been set apart. You've been given a new identity, a new calling. You are different. And along with that, he starts to present some practical examples of how to, how to live in such a way that you would glorify God and, and draw others to him as well. And in the midst of that, there's some tension that's to be expected, right? Because you are different from the world. And, and, we, and we go over this, over this every single week. If you've been with us, you kind of know the drill at this point. Um, but like I said, today's uh, a little bit of a different discussion, and so I want to welcome our uh, a couple different people to the conversation. Uh, I've got Joe DeBone and Christy Onans with us. I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, Joe, let's start with you. What is your role here at Fieldstone? And scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to be a part of this conversation? On the, I know that you have just been overflowing with Yeah. Um, my name is Joe. I'm the next-gen pastor here at Fieldstone, uh, oversee mostly just middle school, high school, and dabble in some college. Uh, and yep. I do some 30 t- years ago, we would have called you the associate pastor because yeah. you just you do all sorts of different things but around the building. I told Justin if I was coming here, I would not have that title. Right. Um, <laughs> and to be a part of today's conversation, um, I, you know, five, six, I, I like theology. I like talking um, Bible, maybe a little bit higher. Maybe eight, nine. I kind of, I like these conversations. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Christy, what do you got? All right. So, yeah, I'm Christy. Um, I'm the Kidsman Director. Uh, I run nursery through fifth grade here at Fieldstone. And um, honestly, I'm not super excited to do the podcast. (laughs) I'm going to do my best to just push through it. But uh, I typically am a behind the scenes kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, we got Christy on stage right now because the auditorium is empty. That is how we made this happen. And I have to confess, this is actually our second time going through this. We recorded this a few days ago, um, and I screwed up the file, and so we're back at it. And so we're going to try to recreate what we did before. We thought we had a pretty good conversation going, but it is what it is, I suppose, when it comes to technology. Um, But today, uh, I want to talk about hospitality, and we'll get to our scripture in just a second um, actually, Joe, would you pull up First Peter four for me? Um, Tell me to leave all my stuff <laughs> in the office. The first time we did this, I had uh, all the verses printed out, and uh, 
I just realized I didn't have it printed out this time. So Joe's going to pull that up on my phone for me. Sure. Uh, but the word is hospitality. Now, when it comes to that word, that's a hotel word. Uh, that's a churchy word and really nowhere else. Like hospitality is not a word that we use in everyday conversation. But And we'll get to that specifically in a second. But um, Joe and Christy, I want to br- keep them involved in the conversation here. I asked them to do a little bit of research, which we'll get to. But um, Christy, we'll start with you while Joe's pulling up the Bible verses for me. Another scale of 1 to 10, another self-evaluation. How would you rate yourself in the area of hospitality? Now, forget some of the research you've done. We're just talking typical idea of hospitality here in the real world. How would you rate yourself uh, 1 to 10? And do you have any maybe examples of where you've been good at it or bad at it when it comes to hospitality? Okay, yeah, so... I'm probably in those lower numbers, say, you know, two, three, maybe I could get to four as far as hospitality oh goes. Um, <laughs> Our kids director I, uh, I, hates people. No, I no I'm hate kidding. People. Totally I'm kidding. just more of an introvert. I, yeah. I tend to stick to myself. I don't put myself out there to just constantly have get togethers or people over. I mean, I like just my quiet at home mm-hmm. and uh, I totally get that. You know, as a big family, I'm constantly doing other things, so to think about having to entertain other people or other people and their kids, it gets to be a little overwhelming. Sure. So, yeah, I'm definitely on that lower end of the the hospitality number. Um I I feel like I do help people in different ways. I've done things for neighbors, you know, friends, family members, Things like that, but I'm more of a, if you ask me, absolutely, I will help you, but I'm not, you know, that person that's just going to throw things out there and say, hey, come on and hang out, or let's yeah. do this, or yep. whatever. So, so you're not a tin man, but you're just, you're not not a superstar in hospitality. Correct. Okay. I am not. Cool. Joe, how about you? Where, where would you place yourself in the world of hospitality? Depends on how much I like you. Okay. Yeah, I mean... uh, <laughs> All kidding aside, I think we all tend to do that with people, you know, if if our best friends are coming over, mm-hmm. uh, we pull out the, the fine china or whatever it is. Yep. Um, Who has fine china? Do you guys have fine? We do. You have the good stuff? Do you guys? Of course Chris, Joe does. I have I some do. in the basement. You I've have never some? used it. In the basement? <laughs> do you in actually think it's mine, though? <laughs> I think we have our original plates that we got from our wedding registry, and they're chipped and... I think no, everything we, for us, we're waiting for the kids to grow up and leave, and then we'll upgrade so then things. You can have yeah. nice stuff. We have yeah. a china cabinet. Oh. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's legit. Okay. Uh, yep. I've never eaten off it, so that tells you a little okay. bit about <laughs> how many people we really. I've love. never eaten off it, which tells me how you feel about me. So. <laughs> no, I, I think it's all condition. Not. It, it's a bad way to say, but a little bit conditional. Uh, but I will tell you this: uh, Leah is. Very, very. Leah's got some hospitality yeah. going on. Yeah. If you ever stay at our at night at our house, uh, you always get a gift on your bed. Oh. Dang. Yes. Not not anything crazy, but um, when people come over, we we love to host um, and have people over and just hang out. Okay. Gotcha. So that's good. And but and I think we'll we'll get back to something you just said. But I think your your value of hospitality sounds like it has its limits. Totally. And we're, we're going to specifically address that in a second. So we'll get back to you guys in a minute. But um, we're going to 1 Peter chapter 4, and, and we're going to skip verses 1 through 6. Partly, for the most part, there, there's pretty similar themes to what we've covered in other uh, weeks of this series. Suffering like Christ, kind of uh, balancing that tension of, of the desires of the flesh versus what God would have for us in his will. 
the power of how the gospel transforms us. So we're going to go to verse 7, 1 Peter 4, 7, and uh, zero in on a couple words here. So Peter says, the end of all things is near. He's starting to get a little bit apocalyptic on us. Therefore, because the end is coming, be alert and of sober mind. We've heard that phrase throughout the series, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, They should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should uh, do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So there's a lot there, but we're going to zero in on a couple things specifically. I want to focus on love and hospitality, and then we're going to hit grumbling in a second. So again, he says, be sober, be alert. He's saying this is serious, and because it's serious— Show hospitality, show love above all. And these are similar themes to what you hear from Jesus throughout the Gospels, from John, from Paul. And so it's no surprise that Peter would zero in on this as well. Um, but we need to nail down what he means by hospitality because there's the, there's the way we usually view it and there's the way that Peter wants us to view it. So Joe and Chrissy, I asked you guys to do a little bit of research. Um, what can you tell us? What did you come across uh, on this topic when it comes to actual biblical hospitality. Christy looks like she's ready to go. What do you got for us? Yeah. So, um, you know, we think of hospitality as, you know, having friends over, making dinner, doing those kind of things, but gifts for house guests. Yes. Gifts yes. For, <laughs> yes. on the bed. Mandatory. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, in some of the research I found that, uh, biblical hospitality is actually putting yourself out there and serving strangers, uh, people you do not know doing hmm. things, um, just for those who are in need and you have no attachment to them whatsoever. So okay. it's definitely a different look of hospitality, and that's definitely harder to do. Yeah. Now, Joe, you guys, uh, I don't know if people know, you guys uh, have done some things in the world of Airbnb and, yep. and things like that, and you love to host uh, Leah's parents and other relatives and friends who pop into town. How does that? How does that ring in your head when you start thinking about expressing some of those things to strangers or people who aren't necessarily on the A-list. Does that mess with you at all? Uh, yeah, it does. And that goes back to my conditional point. Mm-hmm. I think most of us live in that realm of where the idea of a stranger, specifically someone we don't know, mm-hmm. um, we would definitely have a closed door to. Sure. Um, but I and just going back to to what you asked, what we kind of kind of learned, uh, I think historically when it came to hospitality, uh, there wasn't Airbnbs <laughs> that you could rent right. uh, two thousand years ago or whatever, yeah. twenty five hundred years ago, whatever the time was. There there wasn't uh, hotels, and so you had to rely on other people's hospitality to host you. Mm. Um, and so we we tend to see. Um, especially within the family of Christ, when people would take on that that Christian value or the Christian faith, um, people would open up the doors because that was what they had in common. They they yeah. definitely were a stranger. They didn't know each other, but they knew that they were a brother and sister in Christ, and yeah. um, they wanted to help each other out. Yeah, which honestly, in a in a strange way, kind of ties in with something we hit on a couple weeks ago 
um, where we encourage everyone, hey, if, if you're not sure how to live in the midst of a fallen world, how to be a light, um, we said, hey, shine the brightest, be the most diligent in an area where the world is most darkest or wh- where the biggest needs are. So when you think about that first century world that Peter is writing to, the need for hospitality in that way was way bigger where maybe now giving someone a, a, a place to sleep on their way through town isn't as big of a deal, right? Because you can, 70 bucks, you can go get yourself a quick hotel yeah, room. You know, it's, it's not, not common. Right, yeah. Unless it's not, you know them or you know something about them or... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, yeah. So, yeah, I think and that's right. On, and I came across similar things to what you said, Christy, where it's not just family and friends anymore. One, one definition um, I saw is that hospitality is you're called to be a lover of strangers. It says hospitality is the friendly reception and treatment of guests and or strangers in a warm and generous way. Um, and then even beyond that, uh, you go to the phrase without grumbling. This is where it starts to become a next-level thing, where biblical hospitality adds that we are to honor and obey God by serving those around us with joy, without grumbling. And another thing I read said this is, this is doing so without a secret displeasure. So now you're talking about a whole other level of expectation where he says, be sober, be serious. Not only are you to be hospitable without expressing displeasure or frustration, now you're to be at a place in your life, a place in your heart where you don't even feel displeasure or frustration without being about being hospitable. So now it's not just if you feel some kind of way, keep it to yourself, although that's still a good idea. If you're feeling like you're a little frustrated, sometimes you just keep your mouth shut. But it's beyond that. Now it's how about you get serious? How about you grow in your love for Jesus and people to the point where you don't even feel some kind of way, even secretly? Now we're getting... Now we're getting legit. Because I think probably between the three of us, we, if you're annoyed at the potential of hosting someone or being hospitable or showing love, you probably do it, but you're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. This is ridiculous, which is a completely natural thing right. to feel. And yet Peter's saying part of growing, part of being a light in dark place is growing to the point where with the heart of Jesus, you're going, what an honor to be able to do this. What a joy to be able to serve in this way. Um without even some of those feelings of displeasure. Any any thoughts on that? There's been a lot of grumbling on my side <laughs> sometimes. Sure. Is that a thought that sure, you wanted to sure. hear? I imagine, I imagine Leah joyfully being hospitable and you begrudgingly going along with it because you know that she is right and better. We, we got a, a friend coming in this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. John is always, we should do that. We should do that. We should do that. We should do that. I'd yeah. be more on the edge of like, yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Yep. Yeah, no, that's good. So a couple just really practical things to kind of wrap this up. And I know, Christy, you have some some practical things. I'm going to come back to you in a second as well. Um, first thing I'd say is this, because I'm not great at being hospitable. But number one, you got to stay connected to the body. And that sounds like a churchy thing. That sounds like the Sunday school thing to say. But like all the other challenges and practical ideas from Peter, we need each other to do these things, right? It, to, to sharpen each other, to push each other, to encourage each other, to remind each other of what it is that we've been called to be. So you got to stay connected to the body. And then the second one is this. I, I think that you have to become overly familiar with how Jesus responded to strangers. So I mean, if this is something you struggle with, I mean, go back through the Gospels with an eye on some of those interactions. Go, it's, it's John 2, 
that first wedding where he turns water into wine. That, that's a miracle, of course, but you think about um, hosting a wedding reception, especially in that culture, the fact that he was able to keep that going is a really big deal um, and shows kind of how he responded to people he wasn't even really responsible for. John 4, the Samaritan woman at the well. Matthew 19, when he says, let the little children come to me. Luke 19, interacting with Zacchaeus. Go back and look, how did Jesus interact with these people who weren't his best friends? They weren't family. They were, in many ways, total strangers to him. And how did he respond to those opportunities? Um, that's a big one. Christy, you had, um, and we actually missed these the last time we recorded them. What, you, you came across some really practical ideas of like, okay, what does it look like to show some biblical hospitality, whether it's to people you know and like or people you maybe don't know or don't like? Right, yeah. What so do you got? some of the things I came across, um, and it's just what biblical hospitality looks like, um, just serve with joy. Like everything you do, just do it joyfully. Um, bless others. You know, don't think about yourself, but always bless others. Um, this one was good. Do more listening. Like if you're engaging oh, yeah. with someone, like listen to what they have to say. Uh, don't be thinking about whatever's next. Just be be there, be present. Yeah, that's that's one that always sounds easy the first time you say it, and then when you actually process what that looks like in real time, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that is a tough one. It's hard. Yep. It's hard. Um, invite those in who need help or love, like strangers. Invite them in. Show them love. Um, hmm. Lay aside rejections or grudges, which we kind of talked about the, the grudges. Uh, yep. Don't be grumbly. And then... Um, always point to Christ. Uh, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's, it's, it's about Christ. And so when we're doing these things, um, we're always looking to, uh, honor him and show them God's love. So, um, and then just nurture your relationships. So. Yeah, no, that's good. And really, even as you read through those, you know, just to remind people, there is room for wisdom in the midst of some of these. There's room yes. for discernment. Absolutely. You know, I, I have a 13 year old daughter at home. So we won't be taking in a troubled young man, right, yeah, in, into right. our home. And so yes. there, there's, there's, you know, a place for, you know, using the, the brain that God gave you when it comes to some of these things. And yet I think there's a lot of room in all of our lives to say, man, I feel like I could say yes more often yeah. uh, than I do. I feel like I could notice things more often. And that brings me to the, to the final one for me um, is I think when it comes to hospitality, be self-aware, become more self-aware of how you react to hospitable opportunities. Um, I'll give an example. Um, I'm someone who I, I typically, I kind of go through the day, I put my head down, I plow through my task list. Um, but th there was a time even just a few months ago where that bit me in the butt a little bit. Um, really good friend uh, was showing up to a grad party. I was already at the party and this friend was arriving and was walking down the driveway and somewhere along the line, I don't even remember doing it necessarily, but somewhere along the line, I looked up, acknowledged this friend, and then immediately went back to what I was doing. Um, and if I had recognized that this is who it was, it's someone who I would have immediately run up to, immediately approached, and even hugged because we don't see each other that often. Um, and yet in that moment, they saw me look up, acknowledge them, and immediately go back to what I was doing because I just wasn't processing who I was looking at and what I was doing. I was just caught up in what I was doing. Um, and I hurt them. That, like they, they were totally put off by that interaction um, and even wondered if they had done something to offend me or if I had seen something um, uh, ungood in them. And so coming out of that experience, 
um, I decide I, I need to make the commitment when I enter a room, when I'm walking through a crowd, I'm going to make eye contact with every single person or as many people as I can. Now, that type of thing creates some awkward moments, right? I'll walk into the owl here in Milan and just scan every booth and every table and every person sitting at the bar there. And it creates those moments like, why are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? Am I looking at you? Do I know you? Do you know me? What is going on? And, and yet, um, it's worth it because it's something I had to do in order to grow in that area of my life. I was being extremely un, unhospitable in just the way that I was going about my day and interacting with people or not interacting with people. And that's going to be different for each of us. It's going to be different for Joe and Christy. Um, but where can you challenge yourself? How, how can you become more self-aware of your reaction to hospitable, hospitable opportunities um, and then make some little changes to, to make some improvements there. And, and the truth is, guys, this, it, it feels like a little thing, but this will set you apart, right? We, we live in a world that is getting more and more distant, more and more divisive, more and more me-focused. And so Peter says, you want to get serious, right? You, you, you want to live in such a way that God is glorified and you stand out on behalf of the gospel and draw people to him and make people want to know, why do you live this way? Show biblical hospitality. Um, it's a it's a small thing. It might be a subtle thing, but it's one of those things that Peter's calling us to do in the midst of a of a world that needs it. So, um, anything from you guys? Anything else? No, no, I'm good. Okay, Christy. No. Yeah, just you good, Christy. Maybe we need to get up, get you up here when there's people in the room one of these days, and just maybe let you just start spitting. Only just if it can be for volunteer recruiting. Volunteer recruiting. <laughs> yes, there's quick pitch. For volunteering in kids' ministry and student ministry. And students. Yep. And all the other things as well. Um, so, hey, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in. Hope it was worth your time. As I said, we do this from time to time just to throw out some extra content if we can. And so keep your eye out for that. But uh, otherwise, we'll see you on Sunday for the next week of our series in Peter. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy Valentine's Day here on this day that we're recording this. Uh, have a great week. See you guys. <laughs>